0: Linda and her husband, Bill, moved to North Carolina not many years ago from her native state of Washington. They now make their home in Ellenboro, North Carolina. Bill is a native of North Carolina, and when he retired, it seemed like a good idea to move his bride of 42 years back home. They have three daughters, one son, 13 grandchildren, and one great grandchild. Linda was a secretary for several years and then a concierge for a day spa. She loves to travel and is now just enjoying the country life. Let's give her a warm welcome. Have you heard the story about the little boy that went with his mama to the day spa? He sat there intently watching while the therapist did a facial on his mother. Everything was fine until he couldn't stand it any longer and he asked mama what's the lady doing? His mama said well she's making mommy beautiful. Well when the therapist began to remove the cream from his mother's face The little boy panicked and he said, Mama, what's wrong? Is the lady giving up? (laughs) Well, you'll be happy to know that the day spa that I'm going to take you to, there are no distractions, no cell phones, no TVs, no laptops, and no little children. But before I can take you there, we need to do this little exercise and it's real easy you can do it just as you sit there in your chair I'm going to ask you to just sit up tall put your feet flat on the floor and we're going to take three deep breaths we're going to breathe in very deeply and then exhale very slowly are you ready let's close our eyes here we go one two and three Now are you ready to go with me? This is what they did on the very first day on the job as the new concierge. You see, my employer thought it would be a great idea if I sampled all of the services. So first I was told to put on this white fluffy robe and go into the foot bath area. There I sat watching the fish swim in the fish pond while I sipped on a cup of tea with relaxing spa music in the background. All too soon they came and got me and said, it's time for your hydrotherapy bath. Now picture with me ladies, 20 minutes sitting in a bath. Bubbles. No distractions and no little voices and you know what kind I'm talking about. Next, they said, it's time for you to go across the hall because we're ready to give you your one-hour Swedish massage. Now, I had never had a massage before, and when I got through and was trying to get up from the table, my legs, my whole body, felt like it had turned into jello. Next, it was time for a European facial, Now, how many of you ladies have had a facial? Well, I can see quite a few of you. Well, I don't even have to describe to you how wonderful that is. That was probably my favorite service. Have I got your attention yet? Well, we're not through. Now it's time for me to go back in the fish pond area, where they have a catered lunch waiting for me. And of course, after that I will have a hydrating pedicure complete with the paraffin wax and we mustn't forget our manicure this whole day spa package came to a screeching halt when I looked up in the mirror and wondered how in the world was I going to crawl out of that spa not be seen and drive my car home with my hair sticking straight up, full of oil and water. Now there was one thing even more disappointing than the way I left that spa and that was having to return to reality. Do you know what I found out? You can't live in the day spa. Had I been able to have lived in the day spa, I would have missed out on all of life's adventures. You know, some of those adventures are positive and some of them are not so much. But I thought that I had to be there for everyone and everything. I thought I had to be in charge of everything our children were in in charge of and still maintain a household. Now I want to give you an example of how that was going for me. One day my husband came to me and said Lynn I feel sorry for other men. I thought that was a strange thing for him to say. But then he went on to say they go in their sock drawer, pull out a pair of socks and put them on. He said now me, I go in the sock drawer and see if there are any socks. If not, the search begins. He said, I start off in the dryer and I see if there are any socks there. If not, he said, I go through the laundry baskets and I look through there until I find two that match or are semi-close. Then I put them on. He said, now that's exciting. Well, I ask you, how is it going for me? I would say not so well. As I asked you in the beginning, If I could have lived in that day spa, think of all the things I would have missed out on. I want to share a life-changing experience uh, that happened to me one Thanksgiving Day over at my parents' home. I was helping my mother set the table when I reached way down in a cupboard and was preparing to get some things out of the cupboard when my hand became entangled with the cord of a 40 cup coffee pot up above. Most of that coffee went down my back. I was rushed off to the hospital where I spent two weeks. Now I can assure you that that was not a day spa experience. Today if you were to see my back you can't even tell anything ever happened. But all the while that I was going through this, the lady across the street, our neighbor, Ellen, asked if she could keep our two-year-old in her home while I recuperated. Now, you know, that lady really impressed me. I thought, you know, she's so kind and gracious. But every week, every Sunday, before uh, this accident happened, Ellen would come by and pick up our children for Sunday school and church. At every opportunity, she would ask if my husband and I would also like to go to church. We had no desire to do that. In fact, we enjoyed those few hours of peace and quiet. Nonetheless, Ellen kept asking. Well, after this accident had taken place, that's uh, when Ellen came back and my body was healed and everything was back to normal and she tried a new technique this time she said how would you and your husband like to go to a Sunday night singing well how could I say no thank you this time now I'm obligated to her and I thought to myself if I go this one time maybe she'll quit asking us Besides she did say something about music, so that must mean no one's going to be preaching to us. We agreed to go. When we walked in on the very first song, the words of the song struck such a chord with me when they said, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace. And when we got to that part of the song, I realized I had no peace. My life was out of control and I knew I couldn't keep going the way I was headed. The pastor showed me in God's Word, the Bible, where it says we're all sinners, that we all come short of the glory of God. Did you know that sin is just going your own way? doing your own thing and that's exactly the way I was living my life. The pastor also showed me that God loved me so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on a cross. He was then buried and on that third day he arose and that if I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life he would come and he would live there forever. Well, ladies, I knew I wanted a new beginning. So I invited Jesus Christ into my life. My whole life changed. Suddenly, I wanted to go to church, I wanted to learn about Jesus Christ. Do you know that as I studied my Bible and as I would pray to Jesus? He would speak to my heart, to my mind. I want to give you an example of one of those times when I called out to Jesus for help and he helped me. Our daughter was expecting her first child and I wanted to drive from Washington to California to be with her. Now my husband knew that I did not like to drive into big cities so he made me this wonderful map He even rerouted me around this big city. Now, the only thing he didn't know is that particular city, excuse me, highway comes to an abrupt end. When this happened to me, I didn't have a clue what to do. I could go right or I could go left. If I went right, I could see bright lights leading to a big city and I thought that big city was Los Angeles. And at 10 o'clock at night, it didn't seem like a great idea to go in the middle of that. Or I could go left. There were signs leading to the Mojave Desert. Now we've all heard about people wandering for days in circles, that didn't seem like a great idea either. The only thing left that I could think to do was to pray, ask God, what should I do? As soon as I did, I knew what to do. I needed to turn that car around, go back in the direction that I had come from. Next I prayed, which house, which driveway was safe for me to go down? I got to this one particular driveway and it was very evident that that's where I was supposed to turn. So I did, and when I got to the end, a young man came out of his garage. I explained to him that I was lost, and he said, Well, come on inside. My dad will give you directions. So I followed him through this dark garage. He stepped inside of his home and invited me inside. Well, I could look past him and see three gentlemen sitting on a couch. I mumbled to myself, Lord, are you sure about this? (laughs) At that very moment, his mother came around the door. He explained to her that I was lost. And she said, well, come on inside, honey. She said, let me introduce you to my husband. Now listen carefully, because this is the way God answers prayers. She said, this is Pastor Brown." Brother James, Brother John, and this is our son Peter. Isn't it great when we let God do the leading and the guiding? Let me give you one other example. The children were all playing on the shore of the river when I got the brilliant idea to swim across the river. I had grown up on a lake, and at a very early age we had to learn to be good and strong swimmers. Some of us had even taken up life-saving courses. But until this day, I had only swam in nice little lakes and swimming pools. Well, as I started across the river, you know what happened. The river was dragging me downstream. And no matter how hard or how fast I swam, I knew I couldn't keep that up. I panicked. I lost control. I called out to my husband on the shore, Bill, Bill, I can't swim. Don't you even care? Now listen to me, I'm drowning and the drama in my voice. He laughed and he said, Linda, put your feet down. Well, as soon as I did, I realized the water was only up to my waist but I learned a valuable lesson that day and that is just put your feet down let God guide and control your life ladies as I said when we started out uh, there are positive things that happen in our life and there are things that are not and I want to tell you about one of those things that happened not too many years ago. Our son, who was 33 years old, passed away. You know, when this happened, it was devastating. And you know, when things happen to us, uh, ladies especially, we all gather around and we try to comfort and encourage one another. But you know, as good as we are at that, it's not the same kind of peace that God can give. He gives a piece that that the world can't give. Uh, I brought something along with me. It's a picture. It's a stained-glass picture of Mount St. Helens. And this is something that our son did when he, he was in high school. And you know, when I found that piece of his artwork, it brought back such a flood of wonderful memories. But as I looked at that piece of artwork, I could see the imperfections. But you know, I still love it. If you offered me a million dollars, I wouldn't take it. And that's exactly what God's Word, the Bible, says about us. It says, when I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I have fearfully and wonderfully made you. And I love you. Unconditionally. Ladies, this can be a time when you can just put your feet down. Let God guide and control. It's a matter of realizing that you're a sinner and that you need a Savior. And at this time, we can all pray a prayer silently together and invite Jesus Christ into your life. And that's what I would ask you to do at this time. Just bow your heads, Dear Lord Jesus, I do believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross for me and I want to invite you into my life. I want you to take control of my life. I want to thank you for eternal life and it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. There's just two things that I'm going to ask you to do, but before I do that, I do want to be the very first one that welcomes you into the family of God, where you no longer have to carry that burden of fear or worry or guilt. If you'll notice, uh, the hostesses have a response card on the table and if you would uh, take one of those and put your name on it you'll notice that there's several boxes there one of them asks you if you prayed that prayer with me if this was the first time would you check that there's also a place if you want to know more about the prayer connections or the Bible uh, studies check that you'll also notice that there's a blank spot at the bottom You know, all these lunches, and brunches, and dinners, they don't just happen. Ladies work hard to make them special. Would you just uh, jot down, please, a line or two, uh, just encouraging the ladies, and I'll be at the door when you leave today. If you'll hand that to me, I would appreciate it. The other thing is I have a booklet, and it has a prayer very similar uh, to the one that you prayed today. There's a place that you can sign and date, this most important day of your life. There's also three mini Bible studies that follow that. And on the back page is the name of someone in this group that wants to just come alongside of you, help you get started on the uh, right path. Ask me for one of those, I'd be glad to give it to you. It's been a great day, and I thank you for inviting me, and I hope to see you again someday. Thank you.